The toughest question in America, at least for the Democrats, is what is a woman? Joe Biden's effort to shift focus away from his failures backfires in a big way. Plus, in Washington, D.C., the cancel culture of the radical left just messed with the wrong conservative commentator. All that and more. I'm Bobby Everly. This is a 13-minute news hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Wednesday. Hope you're having a great week. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with the question that is plaguing the Democrats. And it all started with Joe Biden's Supreme Court nominee, Katanji Brown Jackson. Is this question in the field of advanced calculus? Nope. How about rocket science? Not really. The question that has all the Democrats going silent is, what is a woman? That's it. That's the question, and the Democrats refuse to answer it. Here's the exchange between Brown Jackson and Senator Marsha Blackburn. Can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't? N not in okay. this context. So I'm you not a biologist. The meaning of the word woman is so unclear and controversial that you can't give me. A definition? That exchange was just ridiculous. This push that the woke radical left is making with their transgender movement has resulted in exactly what all the rest knew would happen. The Democrats, the party that is supposed to champion women's rights, is giving way to men, letting men beat women in women's sports. USA Today named a man to be its woman of the year. The top-ranked women's collegiate swimmer is a man. It's all gone crazy. And now the left refuses to even define what a woman is. Here's more from the exchange. Senator, in my work as a judge, what I do is I address disputes. If there's a dispute about a definition, people make arguments, and I look at the right. law and I decide. Well, so I'm not. The fact that you can't give me a straight answer about something as fundamental as what a woman is underscores the dangers of the kind of progressive education that we are hearing about. I included that clip because Brown Jackson's argument is not an argument, it's an evasion. Normal adult people can answer basic questions. What Senator Blackburn should have done is just ask her, what is two plus two? Would Brown Jackson describe the details of one side arguing that it was seven and one side arguing that it was something else? Or would she just say that two plus two is four? The woman question is just as basic, but the left has become so woke and fringe that they have lost touch with reality. And here's the thing, that Brown Jackson's response, it's not just unique to her. No Democrat is answering the question. And here's the story. A handful of Biden administration federal agencies were unable to define the meaning of the word woman. In some cases, even in relation to their own uses of terms such as women's health, when asked by Fox News Digital. The Biden administration's Department of Justice, Department of Education, Department of Housing and Urban Development, and the Federal Bureau of Prisons were all contacted by Fox News Digital requesting a definition of woman. None of the agencies provided their definition or criteria for an individual to be categorized as a woman despite each boasting entire initiatives 
aimed at helping women, and DOJ declined to comment. Incredible. These agencies have programs designed for women, focused on women, yet they can't or won't define what a woman is. This is the level of insane that we have reached with the radical left. Fox News also reached out to the National Institutes of Health to get their definition of a woman, since the NIH talks about women's rights and women's health care. Fox was referred to the NIH website on sex and gender, but Fox noted to them that those sections don't address the meaning of the term woman even as it relates to sex and gender. The NIH refused additional comment. The Daily Caller reached out to all 50 Senate Democrats and asked if they could define what a woman is. Every single Democrat senator refused to answer. The Daily Caller did not receive one response in return. This is today's woke radical left, and it is a huge reason, along with Joe Biden's complete incompetence, that the tide is turning toward conservative values and simple sanity. All right, next let's talk about Joe Biden's effort to change the narrative. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search out my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, next let's talk about Joe Biden and his effort to change the narrative on Tuesday by doing something anything that would take the attention off of his failures on every aspect of domestic and foreign policy and put the spotlight on something positive. Good idea. I'll give his team credit for trying. But here's the thing. When your person is so bad, nothing's going to work. It's just not going to do anything. It's just going to reinforce that, yes, our person, our leader, can't lead. That's what happened on Tuesday when Biden brought in Barack Obama for a White House event to celebrate Obamacare. Now again, I understand that the Biden team wants to change the narrative, and with Joe Biden, they don't have a lot to work with. But I'd love to know who on Biden's team thought this was a particularly good idea. Let's put Biden next to Barack Obama, who the Democrats absolutely love. Yep, that's a good contrast. First of all, you have Obama being Obama, and not only making fun of Biden, but also touting all those Obama accomplishments. Vice President Biden, <laughs> Vice President. <laughs> that was a joke. And Joe Biden and I did a lot together. We helped save the global economy, made record investments in clean energy. We put guardrails on our financial system. We helped turn the auto industry around. Repeal, don't ask, don't tell. So Obama did say we, but no Democrat supporters back in the Obama administration were ever saying, oh, wow, Obama and Biden really came through on this issue. And then for Obama to joke about Vice President Biden and for Biden to salute, that was the worst. All that did was reinforce that Obama is above Biden in rank, in stature, in ability to communicate. You name it, Obama was just at the podium rattling off comments, speaking clearly. Biden, on the other hand, sounded like this. The American Rescue Plan subsidies, uh, sub subsidizes that are lowering premiums, subsidies lowering premiums and extending coverage. And uh, I got a little practice when you gave me that other act, or, you know, when we were president. You were president. I was with you. What a difference. And we've seen this over and over again, where Biden speaks and you just have no idea what he's talking about. 
but probably the most telling visual from Tuesday's event was the fact that people wanted to be around Obama, most likely because Obama reminds them of better times and not the current situation under Joe Biden's leadership. No one is talking to Biden, while everyone is focused on Obama. If Biden's advisors thought that this was a good idea, they are deeply misguided. All this event did was remind Democrats that Biden is not Obama, and nobody, Republicans, Democrats, or independents, wants to be associated with or support this administration. And we are likely going to see the results of this sentiment in the November elections. All right. Next, let's talk about another example of cancel culture gone crazy after a word from our sponsor. I wanna tell you about my friends over at Worldfair. If you have a photo of your childhood home, your favorite travel spot, your hometown football stadium, whatever it is, Worldfair takes that photo and turns it into a hand-drawn work of art. These sketches make great gifts, moving announcement cards, invitations, and more. So many possibilities that Worldfair can do for you. And all you need is a photo. Just use the link in the description and use coupon code BOBBY13 for 10% off your next purchase. Okay, in our lead story, I talked about the woke radical left, how their push of the transgender issue has led them to the point where they can't even define a woman. Well, another way that the far left manifests itself in society is through cancel culture. No one can do or say anything for fear that this small group of radicals will get upset. So companies yield to the will of the radicals rather than standing up with the majority and with common sense. Case in point is the story of Amber Athey. Now, Amber is a solid conservative who I've been on television programs with before. She's a writer, commentator, and until recently also had a radio program on WMAL in Washington, DC. That is, until the radical left went into action. They unleashed their wrath, which resulted in her being fired from WMAL. What was her offense? Following Joe Biden's State of the Union address, Athe tweeted this about Kamala Harris's brown pantsuit. Kamala looks like a UPS employee. What can Brown do for you? Nothing good, apparently. That was it. That was the gravely offensive, apparently racist tweet that got Athe fired. What can Brown do for you? is the UPS slogan. To me, this is simply knocking the outfit or to play off the slogan, knocking the fact that there's pretty much nothing that Kamala Harris can do for us. But the left went into motion to bring Athy down. Here's her recent comments from Tucker Carlson. Yeah, it's a great point, Tucker. I wish that there was more to the story because this is so infuriating. But I have a termination letter that lays out in very specific detail that it was, in fact, this tweet about Kamala Harris's outfit. And I think what happened here is that Cumulus thought, uh, and Cumulus is the parent company for WMAL, as you mentioned, that they could just make this all go away. They could get these few activist emails. They could appease the mob if they just fired me. So per her termination letter, she was fired for that tweet, a tweet about Kamala Harris's outfit. Athi then points out, two mistakes that parent company Cumulus made by taking this course of action. First is that the woke mob is never satisfied. If we give in, they just keep pushing until conservative voices 
are silenced completely. Second, Cumulus thought that Athi would just accept this, that it's somehow okay to be fired over this. Not a chance. And so I intended, as soon as I got fired, to very loudly and proudly tell everybody about what happened to me, because I think we live in a very perverse and sick society, Tucker, when a young woman from a working class background with parents who didn't go to college can't criticize the outfit of the most powerful woman in the United States. <laughs> and worse than that, the most powerful woman in the United States is actually considered the marginalized victim in this scenario. Can you believe this? Those on the left attack Amber Athey and actually claim that the vice president of the United States is the victim. Give me a break. But Athey wasn't done. She names names. So Jeff Bowden is the vice president of Cumulus Operations in Washington, D.C. Kristen Fancellas is the vice president of the Human Resources Department for Cumulus. And they told me straight up on this phone call that they believed that the Kamala Harris tweet about her outfit was in fact racist and violated this vague social media policy that basically says you can't do anything that would bring reputational harm upon the company, which just means that they put that in there so that they can fire people for any reason that they want. Great comments, and I hope she sues them for a ton of money. Just as importantly, it's vital that people continue to speak out. The majority of Americans are not woke radical leftists. They just want a safe community where they can raise a family and have a fair opportunity at the American dream. The problem is that most of us don't get vocal, and thus we get ignored by corporations who more and more are driven by a leftist agenda to keep the radicals quiet. We are the ones who need to speak out, because if we do, our voices are louder and stronger. All right, next, one of the other themes from the far left that I want to cover is that of division. Yes, the left wants to push an extreme agenda and they want to silence conservative voices, but they do it under this guise of diversity and inclusion and tolerance. Yet we know that the real goal is division. Martin Luther King Jr. worked so hard to push for all Americans to come together regardless of race. Now, today's radical left wants to separate people by race, and in particular, they are focused on whiteness. Here's one example. A Chicago church has announced it will be fasting from whiteness for Lent by abstaining from performing any hymns composed or written by Caucasian musicians. In our worship services throughout Lent, we will not be using any music or liturgy written or composed by white people. Our music will be drawn from the African-American spirituals tradition, from South African freedom songs, from Native American traditions, and many, many more, the church's website said. For Lent, it is our prayer that in our spiritual disciplines, we may grow as Christians, united in the body of Christ with people of all ages, nations, races, and origins. Interesting. Their message for Lent is supposedly one of unity for people of all ages, nations, races, and origins, except for white people. Their contributions to music will be specifically excluded, not welcomed, during this Lenten season. How much sense does that make? Here's more. First United has even erected an outdoor sign to promote their choice for the 40-day religious observance, despite the fact that the church's lead pastor, Reverend John Edgerton, himself is white. Turning Point USA captured footage of the sign with the conservative website blasting the stunt for moving America back to segregation times. 
This pastor has a history of left-wing activism, and I just can't get over the fact that, especially as a theology student, that there is someone out there preaching division and exclusion. But then again, that is what the radical left does, and they will disguise it as education or entertainment, or in this case, religion, in order to do it. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Thank you so much for tuning in. Our next show is going to be Monday evening at the usual time, 6.30 p.m. Central. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.